Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Simon Miller from What Culture Football, here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, joined by Arsenal fan Simon Miller to talk about the five players they must sign this summer restore their greatness what must they do in these summer months Simon Miller uh, before we even ask you that um congratulations for the FA Cup win on Saturday thank you man I appreciate that like I say yeah we, we had a quick discussion about it earlier it was nail-biting and horrible <laughs> and awful especially in those final few minutes but ultimately you know Arsenal win the FA Cup again Mikel Arteta gets a trophy within his first six or whatever you know six months or so worth of management but in again into Europa League Lot, a lot, lot of good things to hold on on it. Would, you know, if without that, it would look a little bit doom and gloom in many ways, mm. especially given what we're going to talk about today. But yeah, look, Chelsea are a good team as well. There's always something extra when you beat a good team that could have had your number, which they certainly could have done. And yeah, you know, they didn't have any luck, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> they have zero luck and we have all the luck. A win is a win and a loss is a loss. You could tell it was sort of a conclusion of the season game. Hamstrings going left, right, right. and centre, red cards. I, I loved it as a neutral. Oh, it was awesome. It was, it was, it, you could tell it was a good game. And I think also, you know, when the stats came out for the amount of goals that Aubameyang has scored since joining Arsenal, just that number one of all these statistic tables. What? And I still understand some people going like, he's, he's, he's almost 32, let him go. It's like, football's changed, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that he's in his, uh, he's past his peak, probably, but he'll still be pretty good for a few years. I don't <laughs> think you want to let him go. Especially, we're going to talk about it, but it all comes down to whatever wages you're going to pay him is going to be dwarfed by a transfer fee. So don't even worry about it. Just get it sorted. Yeah, I was going to say that. We've got a list of, of names in front of us that we're going to get into, of signings we'd love to see them make. And Willian is obviously very near the top of that list, and we'll get into him in due course. But arguably, the most important signing Arsenal need to make this summer is Aubameyang to just a new contract? I mean, it has to be. It has to. I don't understand the the argument against it. Because again, people go, oh, but you know, look to the future, look to the future. No, I'm looking to next season, <laughs> you know, because football is such a reactive game that if you don't do that, in fact, this ties into something I did want to mention because I get people be watching this given the news that yes, Arsenal unfortunately have announced they're going to uh, lay off 55 people of their non-playing staff. And of course, there's. I don't think football clubs should be doing that given the amount of, well, the top end clubs should be doing that given the mm. amount of money in the game. But the big talking point is really, and I'm, I'm saying this as uncynically as, you know, as I can. The truth of the matter is, 
if Arsenal do bring in a bunch of good players and keep people like Aubameyang at the club and then next season they're successful, and this is a sad thing, it's an unfortunate thing of life, people will forget that they just mm. laid off 55 people because it does all come down to what happens on the pitch when it comes to football fans. It shouldn't, but no, that, there's no point pretending otherwise. So absolutely, going to what we're talking about today, the number one thing they have to do before looking at all these people that they're rumoured with is get a Bamiyang to stay because it's like a double-edged sword. If you are a Willian, which I know we're going to talk about in a second, but if you are a Willian, and the team you're going to go to just loses their best player, mm. maybe you'd be like, well, maybe I don't want to. I don't want to go there now. You know, it's it's difficult. I think I think people can be quite hypocritical as well in terms of the fact they say, well, look to the future, look to the future. Well, if next season you lose Aubameyang, but you sign this, you know, kid who's going to be brilliant in two, three, four years' time, but you finish mid-table, how is that going to convince anyone else to sign for your football club? Because, you know, as we've said on numerous occasions uh, on this uh, podcast, it, it, Arsenal on paper have got a really good, exciting squad. And, you know, we saw that come out towards the end of the season uh, and obviously in the cup final, Pepe, Tierney, etc. Xhaka even starting to form yeah. for them now. But it's about growing that squad. And we talked about this yesterday when myself and Gareth Morgan were talking about um, Man United. Arguably even more so than having the 11 best players you can possibly have at your football team. It's now about depth because, I mean, Arsenal obviously being in the Europa League next season. But just the demand uh, that a Premier League season alongside cup runs will put on you. You need 20, 25 players minimum to really build a, a solid campaign. Yeah. And, you know, that's why... You know, 11 out of the 20 Premier League clubs today voted against having, you know, five <laughs> substitutes on the bench because they're like, no, that serves like six clubs that have these kind of squads. You know, it doesn't benefit us. You know, we can't put on these internationals that are sat on the bench. And yeah, you you know, you have to compete with, you know, I, I don't understand. Well, no, I do understand why fans talk about it, but I never understood why a fan would get so upset about well, why are we spending this much money on this player? So it doesn't make a difference to you. <laughs> like, you know, what difference does it make? But to get those players through the door, you know, you have to, if you want to win the Premier League now, you have to be as good minimum as Manchester City and Liverpool. And why, whereas maybe Liverpool's squad depth isn't great, it's still pretty good. I think sometimes mm. people forget that they do bring on the likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain. Or they're able to take people like Oxlade-Chamberlain and filter him in and out. Whereas Manchester City literally can bring on <laughs> incredible football players wherever they want. So that's where you need to be. So not only do Arsenal need to keep Lacazette Aubameyang, they probably need to sign somebody else. Mm. Or obviously put their faith in Martinelli, which I'm also fine with. I know he's out probably till the start of next year. But he is, he is still a massive prospect. But if you don't have the people ready to go come September, you have to go and get these people if the goal is to compete at the top. If it's not, that's a different conversation. But I think a club like Arsenal don't have a choice, long-term anyway, because they'll always have the finger pointed at them. Uh, you mentioned Willian there. We should get on to him. Uh, knowing our luck, he'll have either signed for <laughs> Arsenal or signed for a different club whilst we're recording this. Uh, but it's seeming more and more likely that uh, Arsenal will sign Willian, which must have been a surreal experience for him being in the crowd the FA Cup, just sort of silently celebrating Arsenal goals so you can play Europa <laughs> League football next season. Um, I think I'm hearing sort of £100,000 a week is, is what they're going to be uh, paying him. But again, as you sort of mentioned there, the trade-off for that is you're getting a really good player and you're getting him for free. Mm, yeah, I mean, the, the, the sort of takeaway seems to be that he wants a three-year deal and Chelsea would only offer him two because obviously I think he's 31 or 32 years old. So he's basically looking for his last big his last big contract, which he can protect himself with. Um, and I've heard anywhere upwards to 150 grand a week. So who the hell knows, you know, what's going on there? You know, there are, there are a lot of numbers. 
the thing with William is, even though he is in his latter years, every time I've seen him play for Chelsea, he's never been anything but top draw. Like he works really hard. He's creative, which is something that Arsenal need. They need a creative midfielder. Um, and he just, you know, again, there are there aren't that many flaws in his game. I mean, I haven't seen Chelsea that much, but again, when I have seen them, he when I when they said that you know Arsenal were linked with them, that was kind of one where I stopped and I was like. Yeah, you know, that sounds that actually sounds quite good. I get it's not looking towards the future, but people will look up to him, obviously, because of what he's achieved in the game. And that works for Arsenal's younger players. Mm. And then it also kind of ties into this now Brazilian connection that Arsenal have with Edu at, uh, or Edu at the top of the chain, kind of sorting all this mm. stuff out. And look, that's what Wolves have done. You know, Wolves have got their Portuguese connection. So if we're going to jump into the Brazilian boat, I'm, I'm all right with getting more Brazilians <laughs> on board. Maybe not necessarily at the back, but... Yeah, that's a whole different thing. But no, I think William to Arsenal, given how they want to play and given what Arteta's uh, well, setup is going to be, I think it works quite well. Again, yeah, you, you're not paying a transfer fee either. Everyone says Arsenal haven't got any money. I like it. I really, really do. Yeah, I think you you look at... I don't necessarily think he's going to be you know, a talismanic striker, goal no. scorer for, for Arsenal, but... It's going to be an extra 10, 15, hopefully even 20 goals a season yeah. uh, for them. And, and you look at that front line then. Uh, we talked about this uh, in the close se- conclusion of the season. You've got, uh, let you say if you can, Aubameyang, Lac- Lacazette, Pepe, and Ketia, Willock, Martinelli to come back. I loved Martinelli. Watching him in the Europa League was I'm an so absolute joy. Um, so it's a really really good uh, good look for them and and it looks like that transfer is going to be going to be sorted relatively soon as we said yeah that, and I, I never believe it till i see it mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't need a, a newcastle united takeover situation on my hands but it sounds like they are giving him the years that he wants so once again arsenal kind of uh, balancing it as best they can so we'll maybe we'll pay you less than a barcelona or a Bayern munich or whoever else has come into him but we'll keep you for longer which obviously is going to appeal to Willian Moore because when he's 34 years old, who the hell's going to offer him a 100 uh, grand a week contract? So, you know, he, he's securing that for 12 more months. Could we regret it in a couple of years? Maybe. But I think with Arsenal, I think Arsenal's a short-term uh, thing at the moment. They have to do better than they did next season. They just have to. Otherwise, Arteta probably won't even be there. Mm. You know, if, if we're in sort of December time and they're 12th, 13th, is he really going to be given the benefit of the doubt in this climate i don't think so i don't think there's anybody out of those top clubs like even frank lampard i don't think he'd survive mm-hmm. not Solskjaer, uh probably not even pep guardiola to be honest if man city stumbled that as far so you're certainly not going to stick with someone who doesn't have the quote-unquote experience whether he wins you a trophy or not so yeah get him in let's see what he can do uh, he's not like a like for like replacement for someone like Aaron ramsey but again a goal scoring midfielder mm. is absolutely what we need and he'll do that so if he wants to come i'm happy for him to come <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, who else is on that list of players you'd love to see uh, pulling on an Arsenal shirt next season? Well- I mean, this ties into the rumours that have been going around. And I don't see why you would get him if you're getting Willian. I know they're different players. But obviously, Coutinho apparently has been offered to Arsenal. And he'd like to go to Arsenal. But there's a few. The problem with Coutinho is he's going to cost you a fortune. And he's going to cost you a fortune in wages. Mm. Because Barcelona played, what, like 141 million for him or something absolutely baffling. So they're not going to say, oh, yeah, you know, he's 15 million and a bag of chips. (laughs) Um, And obviously, they could play in the same team. But. It seems strange to me that we're all sudden... I mean, I guess you could say that Cortania is more of a number 10 than he is an attacking midfielder or, or, or a winger. He's not a winger at all. But I think he's an interesting player because every time I've seen him, he just seems to play in numerous different positions. <laughs> at Liverpool, he had a very, very... You know, he was the he was the guy that everything revolved around. You know, he got the ball up the park and Cortinho would ping it around. Whereas, again, I didn't see him overly much for Barcelona and Bayern. It had to be in the Champions League. But... I guess because he had such stop-starty careers there, mm. it's difficult to know what he was going to do. But he is top draw. And he's in his late 20s, if you're talking about that. someone who is coming into his peak. And he's got a point to prove. I just don't see how Arsenal afford it. I really, really don't. But if mm. you did bring in William and Coutinho, going back to our talk about getting depth in the squad, that's pretty good. You know, that's, again, it does it maybe fall into the old pitfalls of Arsenal focusing too much on their attack and forgetting about their defence? Yes. Uh, but there are some guys coming in that hopefully are going to be able to do a job there. So, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm slightly dubious that it's not just rumours for the sake of rumours. But again, if those two guys came in, I think more people would fear Arsenal than they do now. Mm. As a sort of a casual outsider looking at looking at Arsenal, you, do you think Coutinho fits that sort of Arsenal mould a little bit as well? Um it's good football, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I think he's a he's a ball playing footballer. They all are, but um, he's a ball playing footballer who who really could. Yeah, I, I feel like he could add that slight. I think Arsenal always have that issue when they play against teams that they find difficult to unlock. I think that's yes. where they fall apart. Aside from, well, less so now, but you know, the big four was always or big six was always an issue. Um, but now, yeah, that seems to be uh, a stumbling block. We talked about. Uh, uh, of course, Arsenal ahead of that dreadful Aston Villa game. Oh. And uh, yeah, I think I think Coutinho could be that. Like you say, I think if money was no object, it would be a no-brainer. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, Coutinho's a, a bit of a question mark. He's going to lead us on to talking about what the hell's happening with Meza Ozil in due course. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and attempt this man's name, and I'm going to probably butcher it. He's Brazilian. He plays for Lille. You know the player I'm talking about. Gabriel Magalhaes. <laughs> I've gone for it. I don't know if that's correct. I do apologise to Gabriel or any of our Brazilian viewers, but he seems like a, a big name that Arsenal fans are desperate to see signed for for the Gunners and, and could be a key difference. I think defenders is another area that, um, you know, you talked about your, how much you're a fan of Rob Holding, but they need strengthening there. 
Oh, they do. And again, when his name popped up recently in the news, I went and checked him out. Not going to pretend I'd ever heard of him. Sorry, he was Brazilian. Again, you get the Edu thing. Like, okay, well, there could actually be something there. And I think the cool thing about that is, I mean, he's obviously got, he's a very, very good defender. You, you find that out within minutes of Googling him. Like, you know, he's uh, somebody to keep the eye on. But again, he is playing for Lille. That's no disrespect to, mm. to Lille, but the league there is not as... Well, there was an amazing interview on the BBC this week with Robert Pires, who, when he sat down uh, to watch his first Premier League game that Arsenal were playing in, he he said to himself, I need to leave. This kind of football isn't for me because it was such a <laughs> such a shift. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't be able to uh, to bet in. I'm sure he would. Um, but that's the only question mark we've got over him. The good thing is he's young. Again, he's got potential. It would be... I think we do need an extra defender because even though Salaba is going to come in after we loaned him out, bought him, loaned him out, and now mm. he has come back. He's 18 years old. So he... I mean, he's tremendously talented. I deliberately went and researched him. But he's still learning his game, whereas I think... I'm going to call him Gabriel. I'm not going to attempt his last name. <laughs> you know, he's got, he's got more experience under his belt. So... I actually think I'd rather he came through the doors first than someone like Coutinho, if we get a Willian. Because, yeah, I mean, Rob Holding was good towards the end of the season, but he did have a few stumbles here and mm-hmm. there. We all mm-hmm. know about David Luiz. Uh, again, you flip a coin to decide what kind of performance he's going to have. But also is genuinely probably one to two years away from, you know, calling it quits, calling it quits for good. So you do need to bring you do need to bring people in there. Obviously, Mari will come back eventually too. But we we need more than that. Arsenal they they don't have enough in defence. We all know that's the issue. It's been the issue for oh, five, six, maybe even you know more years than that. So yeah, there's there seems to be this new you know re- reduction of the scouting system to focus on Brazilian connections instead. If Wolves, I'm going back to it, but if Wolves didn't exist, I'd be dubious. But Wolves have made it work, so I'm happy to do that too. And he looks like a decent player. I, I would like. I think those are the kind of guys we're going to have to go after. You know, we're not going to get mm. a McGuire or a Van Dyke or these named defenders because they won't come. So we need solid, secure guys that can stop goals going in. Mm. And he seems like he'd do that job. Did you lose it? Uh, Socrates is leaving. I'm, I'm right in thinking that, aren't I? I th- well, he's been told he's surplus to requirements. Yes. Mm. Whether or not he's going to fight for his place, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think him and Klasenac have basically been told we don't need you anymore. Because he favours um, uh, Mustafi, it seems, which is quite the turnaround. But he seems to prefer Mustafi to those two. So Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, I'm, I'm not in any position to judge any potential defensive signings for, for Arsenal because I was one going, German defender Mustafi? That's them no. sort of then. Dude, you weren't wrong. And he's an international. He's just, he's never, well, he's found his feet more under Arteta mm. than he ever has done. But he does like him. I don't think he'll leave anymore. And I think those two will leave first. Uh, another defender you've been linked with, I think this is far less likely than Gabriel, the one from Lille, um, <laughs> is Samuel Titi, uh, Barcelona yeah. defender, less uh, permanent signing, potentially a loan signing, maybe. Um, he doesn't seem like he wants to leave Barcelona. I've always thought. This is sort of my FIFA bias coming in now, but I've always rated him as a defender. Uh, how would Arsenal fans feel about someone like that joining? Yeah, I think given that he's a Barcelona player and while he hasn't featured for them massively, is still, you know, there's a reason he went there to begin with. I think that would be huge. But I also think if he was available, he'd have his pick of other clubs. I mean, I, not necessarily like a Liverpool. And well, I would have said Man City before today. They seem to, they've got Aki in and they've got mm. a couple of other ones on there. But he could go to most clubs that are in the Champions League, I, I think. Again, I'm not 100% sure. To me, that's probably one where there is smoke without fire. Um, again, he'd be, I don't know if he's out of contract or there'd be a fee, but he'd be a lot of money. 
And with all the other guys that they're linked with, I think some of these may just be throwing things at the wall. But look, he's top draw. He's top class. At Barcelona have so many players where you're like, they're not using them. And Coutinho's another one. They're not using them because they're Barcelona and they're just nuts. We'll take them. You know, <laughs> I always find it mad the amount. And same with Real Madrid. Like, you know, Rodriguez is just being part. You want Rodriguez? Yeah, I take Rodriguez. He's great. He just, well, Real Madrid's in a whole other story. But <laughs> I don't think it will happen. But I think if you got him and you got someone like Gabriel, again, who again I don't know much about, but it's the same with the you know the upper positions too. You've got to make sure you've got two or three options. That's what Man City have. That, mm. That's the way I keep looking at it. That is what Manchester City have. So Arsenal have to do the same. But I would imagine that one is probably just for newspaper headlines. Much mm. like someone the other day going, "Oh, Casper Schmeichel is going to go to United." Is he? <laughs> I don't think he is. I think you just wanted something to sound good in the back of your paper. I'll be wrong now, I'm like a moron, but I think this is one of the same. <laughs> Uh, any other names that you are considering to join Arsenal this summer? Yeah, I mean, it's one that's been going on for around about six months. It's Thomas, I think it's Partey, or I'm going to call him Party because that's better. Thomas Party <laughs> from Atletico Madrid. Now, he ranks up there probably in one of my one to two positions for, I think, I don't think he's going to come. I think he's using Arsenal as a way to make more money, Atletico. But he's a defensive midfielder. Mm. I know we have Xhaka. Um, and I know we have Torreira. I don't think Torreira will stay. I also don't think Arteta rates him very much. He was, uh, he was kind of a kind of part of the system, but he was very much in and out. Whereas Thomas Partey has done that job, you know, in, in La Liga. He's, he's very, very good. He's very, very mm. highly rated. Again, he's like 27 years old, so he's coming into his prime. And that's a position we need to fill because Xhaka can't do that job every single week. And I actually think they probably could play together on, on some games, depending on what the system is going to be. But it's just been ramping on for so long. I keep thinking to myself, if he actually wanted to come, he would have come out and made a bigger stink about it. But it, I, I, again, I think it's just a power play uh, on his end. But that is somebody I would love to get in. Like, I'm not saying he's as good as a Patrick Vieira or an Emmanuel Petit, but he's on that mold. You know, he holds back. He, he's integral to the play. He'll put a tackle in. I don't see it, but I'd like it to happen. Yeah, I think Partey was the final name I wanted to mention here in terms of the big five signings they could potentially make. Um, but I have to give credit, Xhaka has, has turned it around yeah. towards the end of this season and really potentially staked a claim. I, the, the midfield is mouth-watering when it comes to Arsenal. Like you say, Torreira, I mean, Dan, Danny Caballos is just a, a, oh, man, yeah. a magician with the ball at his feet. <laughs> So uh, who knows? Who knows? But I, I think those names are, are really going to be important for them. Uh, one other name that is consistently talked about with Arsenal is, of course, Meza Urza. What's happening with him? He's not going to play football at Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> this is, it's amazing how many of these situations there are right now because you've got Gareth Bale at Madrid. You, you did have Sanchez at Manchester United, who they just paid off 40 million, which I almost toppled over this morning when I heard that story. And then you have Meza Urza. Now, I don't hold any ill will towards Meza Urza. If I was on 350 grand a week and I wanted to sit out my contract, you're damn right I'm going to do it. But I mean, that sentence in itself is obscene for a club that don't have any money. And originally, when I heard the Sanchez thing, I was like, well, just pay off, just get rid of, just cancel his contract. Then when I heard you have to pay him, well, you don't want to do that. That sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to spend, I think he may play a couple of Europa League games. Oh, they doesn't like going away, does he, Meza Urzel? But I think you probably have to just because of how many games and they come thick and fast. I think he's just going to sit around for a year and then he'll probably leave to go to Turkey or America in 2021. And it's just a bizarre... The, the, the thing that annoys me is, like, when he does play and he sucks, everyone's like, oh, the manager needs to treat him harder. 
So then the manager treats him harder because why aren't they playing Reza Ertz? So it's like mm. there has to be a reason. Arteta doesn't come across like a he's not a crazy manager. He's not like a reactive manager. He, it sounds like he sat down, he judged all the players. Hence why Jacka, Mustafi, and other guys mm. were able to integrate themselves back into the team. He hasn't been able to do that because he doesn't like working back. And he's it's such a boring thing to say. He's a luxury player, but he is. And Arsenal don't need any luxury players. They need William Coutinho's guys that you know put in a shift. Um, I think. I feel sorry for him a little bit because he was never that kind of player and he was brought in to do a job that the job has now changed. Mm. It's awful. And I think it's uh, of all of them, Madrid, United, Arsenal, I think they are massive examples right now where you can't just throw money around no. for these crazy contracts. Like if Arsene Wenger hadn't a re-signed Ertzel, I get at the time it was awful because everybody wanted to leave and we lost loads of players. We would have got past that now. We would have moved, moved past mm. it. It's not like Ertzel had a massive um, impact ever since then. Instead, he was basically signed to appease the fan base. Wrongly, but still, that's why they did it. And now we find ourselves here. So I really hope that it's the sign of people learning and people educating themselves. But yeah, I think he'll play maximum five substitutes appearances next year if he stays. And for a guy on that much money, oh man, it just it kills me. It absolutely kills me. <laughs> If my team was paying him that sort of money, I'd be expecting him to dress up as Gunnosaurus every game he's not playing, basically. He should do that. I like Gunnosaurus. <laughs> give, him a, give him a pal. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, finally, looking ahead to next season, um, we've discussed this on numerous occasions. We're talking about why they need to make these signings to, quote, restore greatness. We talked about a potential return of the old Arsenal. What could they achieve next season? You and I were, were chatting uh, messaging each other in the midst of the FA Cup and the subsequent <laughs> victory. Uh, like you said, European football guaranteed next season, even if it is Europa League, which is seen as lesser by some fans. But as a Chesterfield fan, I'd snatch your hand off for that. Um, what What are your ambitions? What are your hopes? What are your dreams for next season as an Arsenal fan? I mean, it, it all depends on these players we've talked about. Like, if in a week's time we've got William Coutinho and, um, you know, Gabriel Magalhaes... <laughs> I'd probably be, you know, relatively... And a Bangamyang stays. I'd probably be quite confident. I mean, we were linked with Dembele the other day, which would be... I don't understand how that works. Apparently, a Yang wants to say if we get Dembele. I was like, well, one, what? And two, <laughs> and, and two he doesn't have a hamstring. So I don't know why on earth you would... Oh, it'd be amazing. He's an incredible player, but I, I think he needs, to, he, needs, he needs to play somewhere else first. But yeah, if all those kind of players come in, I do believe in Mikel Arteta's uh, vision for Arsenal. But the issue is, is that Arsenal will take four steps forward and then Liverpool will take four steps forward. United, everybody will take these steps forward too. And you need to try and play catch up. I think he has somewhat, not a free season next year, but the pressure won't be as magnified as it will the year after. Because it will be the first season properly. He'll finally, hopefully have some of his players in. You've got to let it bed in. Klopp has proven that, you know, give people four or five years and they can deliver I think we should be challenging for a Champions League spot, as rubbish as that sounds to say. I hope we get fourth, but you know, you've got to look at these things realistically. I think we need to be there or thereabouts towards the end of the season. Uh, I think we need to go far into the Europa League. Another good yeah. cup run would be decent. I never get too upset if we don't get to the finals of the cup, as long as the effort is there, because it's a you know one match and you're out, especially next year. So, you know, that one game of football can always go either way, no matter who you're playing. But uh, yeah, I think overall. You've, you've got to be making sure that you've made huge inroads compared to this year. So even though you may not actually have a physical trophy by the end of it, you actually feel like you're in a better position because you've earned more points. Uh, you've progressed further through other competitions that are arguably more important. 
and the team feels like they've gelled together. I think when Arsenal have played badly this season, you can see that it's not there's not a thread running through them at the moment, and that's always frustrating. It's like, oh, we're so close, but we're so far. Hence why you know they beat Liverpool, beat Man City, and they look like an utterly different team against Aston Villa. So I think if all those things come together and they feel more like an Arsenal with a purpose and more like an Arsenal with a uh, an idea of what they're doing, I think a lot of fans will be will be uh, positive about it. But the season after that, they've got to get into the Champions League. Like, there's two years to get in the Champions League, which is really tough because United mm. do, Spurs do, Wolves do. I mean, there's just so many clubs and it's going to be tough, but it's all about recruitment, which is why I hope some of the names that we've mentioned do get brought in. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what they prioritise next season. Because like you say, getting in the top four is an amazingly tough experience. It's going to be even harder, like you say, next season. I do believe they have a chance. Um, I do too, yeah. But then your other option there is kind of putting all your eggs in one basket and going, right, we're going to target the Europa League, which, like I say, one freak result and it's game over then, really, isn't it? And you can't really turn around and say, well... We got 10th, but we got to the final of the Europa League and it all kind of went wrong. So it's a it's a tough ask. I think a bare minimum, Arsenal fans will hope for a... Is it St. Totteringham's Day? I always get it wrong. Something like that. Finishing above Tottenham, basically. Oh, I see. Right. I've never actually heard that saying before. So I don't know what it says about me as an Arsenal fan. But <laughs> I, I, I do think those little things matter, though. Because everyone thought Tottenham had a crap season. Yeah, well, they finished, better. <laughs> they finished above Arsenal. When you looked at Jose Mourinho's stats... It was like fourth post-lockdown in terms of points. Like those charts are ridiculous because what does it even mean? However, mm-hmm. he would certainly point to that. So, and they're going to be, you know, they want players too. You know, they, they, they've been linked with loads of players today as well. So, and they have the world's best striker, in my opinion, or, you know, one of. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, so I know we've got Aubameyang too, but obviously Harry Kane is a, is a monster and he's a lot younger. So yeah, that, that, that counts as well. But you don't want to finish above Tottenham because we finished 11th and they finished 12th. That doesn't mean anything. Yes. You know, that, that, that just sucks. So yes, that's certainly an extra thing that we need to do. And I think we should have a good run in the Europa League anyway. I think if we're going to get all these players in, we should have the kind of squad that allows us to be competitive in the Premier League and in the Europa League because then we're hedging our bets. Yeah. And that's what you have to do now because there's no such thing as a top four. It's a top six. And it's, it could even be a top seven next year. Who knows who's going to get investment? Uh, maybe the Newcastle thing all of a sudden comes off. And you're like, oh, crap. Now we've got to worry about that <laughs> too. So, yeah, I think they need a squad to be able to compete in both. FA Cups, League Cups are fun. But the truth is they're not as essential as they were as they once were. Arsenal at the start of basically 2022, well, summer of 2022, <laughs> need to either be in the Champions League or this close. Mm. That's it. That's all they've got. Well, whatever happens, it's going to be an eventful close season for Arsenal fans. We'd love to know your thoughts uh, on what you think Arsenal need to do during this summer to guarantee a good season next year. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Uh, and don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts too. You can also let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. And watch you there. Follow both of us. Simon, where can people get you on Twitter? Uh, Simon Miller 316 you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. But this has been It's All Kicking Off. My thanks to Simon Miller. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, 
allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.